Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BPM cast. Um, today is Thursday, April 5th. Um, we're down a few members this week. That's okay, because we have the best two. The, cru- the crux of the team. Yes. Um, it's just myself, Eric Berg, and Rob Hickimian. What's up? Representing the West Coast. Representing the BPM on the West Coast. Oh, man. All right, so we're kind of just going to wing it this week since we only have two people. Eric, what have you been up to? Um, what have I been up to? Um, working and writing, kind of what I always do. Written anything um, good? <clears throat> what's that? Have you written anything good? Well, you and I both posted um, spiritualized reviews this week. Yes, we did. How did you feel yours was? Maybe I liked mine, and then the first comment on it was, hey, you should go read this guy's, and then it was a link back to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Which was nice. I don't know. How did we both manage to end up publishing the review two weeks before it's out? I don't Well, like, I had mine written, and I yours ran or whatever, so I just sent mine to the editor and was like, hey, you should post this today, because I knew yours went up. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. You copied our fuck up, and you fucked up, too. Oh, it's not really a fuck up. Yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. It gets us extra traffic because no one else has posted this. And also, it's nice because for the first time in a long time, people are reading the reviews without having heard the album, so. Yeah, I wish, yeah, I wish that wasn't a thing. I hate leeks, you know? It's no fun. (sighs) I like leeks, the vegetables, but I don't like leeks in terms of... Oh, gross. What do they taste like? What do you mean, what do they taste like? They look like seaweed, man. You've never had a leek? They don't really look like seaweed. They taste like, you know, crunchy. Oh. Uh, not really crunchy. I don't know. They're weird. I haven't had leeks wrong. I've got a craving for leeks now. The only thing I want to be crispy are my potato chips and my fried chicken. They're not crispy. They're not crispy. They're like... You said crispy. I said crunchy. Well, that's the only thing I want to be crunchy. Sorry. They're not really crunchy. I don't know why I said crunchy. They're kind of like the vegetables, basically. <laughs> you know, how crunchy does a vegetable get? I don't eat anything that's green other than apples. Oh, no wonder you look so unhealthy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Smoking, non-vegetable eating. All, all, nope. Nope, I'll have you know I am over a week clean of the cigarettes. Oh, congrats, man. How do you feel? Yeah. I feel good. It made me feel shitty for a while. Um, emotionally and physically. And then I feel better now. Did watching Human Centipede 2 help you get through it? Oh, yeah. We watched that last night. Um, Human Centipede 2. Um, it's sort of like a meta movie because the movie is about a guy, a like retarded British guy, um, who becomes obsessed with the first Human Centipede. And then he goes on to make his own Human Centipede. Interesting. And Basically, there's a scene at the end where a pregnant lady wakes up. Wait, 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 wait. Spoiler alert. Spoiler but, alert. For anyone who's going to watch Human Centipede 2, you might want to turn... It's just, tor- it's just torture porn. It's not like... You know what's going to happen. So what? But, so this pregnant lady was unconscious. Unconscious. And uh, she gets up and she like runs across the room to like escape. And uh, she's like bleeding and stuff like out of her out of her private parts and then 
she she runs out into this car and she gets in the car and like the guy's chasing her and stuff because she you know he doesn't want her to get away but the baby just like falls out of her and it's just like <laughs> hanging there by the umbilical cord on the I... floor and she's like in such a rush that she like slams on she slams on like the gas you know to go and she slams the baby's head with her foot like this baby that's, that's the worst like, thing i've ever heard it's awful it's awful why did you watch this why was this allowed to be shown i didn't i've never even seen the first one what why was it allowed to be shown in theaters did it It look realistic oh it went straight to dvd they were all straight to dvd i don't think the first one was in theaters oh maybe you're right but why is that even allowed to be made did it did it look real I mean, I don't, I mean, it's just a, it's a, you know, a fetus doesn't even look like a fetus. It's just like a, a slimy little thing, you know? So it's easy to fake. So, I mean, I guess in a sense it looked real. I mean, oh. I don't think. So, so it's a fetus, so this, not, not a full grown baby. No, a full grown, a full grown baby was not in like a woman's stomach, Rob. So how pregnant was she? She was like she was quite along. She was probably like seven or eight months. Yeah, so it's almost it's more than a fetus, really. I mean, it's practically. Well, isn't it, isn't it a fetus while it's still in the stomach? I don't know, man. Or the womb? I guess it's not the stomach. Sorry, I'm apparently five years old still. <laughs> apparently, we all are. Cause Rob, tell me where babies are from. We have no idea when a fetus becomes a baby. It's after the embryonic stage and before birth. So yeah, I told you it was a full-grown baby that fell out of her. What? No. Yeah, because you said she was quite far along. She's like seven or eight months. That's. Yeah, but it was inside of her, so it was a fetus. No, read what it said about fetus again. After the embryotic stage and before birth. Before birth, after the embryotic stage, which is well, it that... shouldn't have been born. It was a, it was a preemie. It fell out of her. Yeah, but it she was... was malnourished in this. Awful, awful film. It's still, it's still a baby, though. Well, technically, because it left her, but... <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Alright. Can we talk about music? Can we talk about music now? I, otherwise, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> if you want. What, what, what's there to discuss in the music world this week? I don't know. What happened this week? You tell me. You do the news on the site every day. Uh, Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs announced his album. I bet you're excited about <laughs> That's what I was going to say, because I'm really excited for that. Tell me why. Because I think he is an incredible producer and singer, and I think I... Well, no, I know I love his music very much, but I think his, his music is really terrific. And I think more people should like him. Do you think this... I, I thought he'd get signed to like a bigger record label. I thought he was going to be a big deal, but... You never know. Um, I think it definitely has potential to. Um, you know, it's it's very um, not safe, but I, I don't think it's going to offend anybody, you know? Like, if you heard it, it's just kind of like simple, simple dance music and like a very easygoing sort of like a soft, you know, his, his vocals are very soft, I would describe them as. So um, I think it's, I mean, terrific and fun and great, but it's it's hard to say if it's going to be quote unquote mainstream or not. I mean, he plays like every goddamn festival in Europe every year, but stateside he's not that big of a deal yet. 
Yeah, I was surprised he wasn't a South by Southwest. It seemed like a good opportunity for him to, you know, he's been around a couple of years in the UK already. He yeah. Needs to, needs to make his mark over here. And he's played. He, I think he did one of the hard festivals last year, if I'm not mistaken, or something. I, I know he played in LA once, um, but he's doing a few dates um, stateside this year. He's doing like the whole New York, LA, Chicago, Austin, and like one other spot kind of thing. Nice. Are you going to try and catch him? Well, he's not playing anywhere around here, so no. You know, Which is use that company jet, man. Come down to LA. Oh yeah, the company jet. That's right. Yeah, That's I'll right. get I'll guess it up for you. I'll send it up there. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the company jet. That's 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 what the Greyhound bus is called around here. Exactly. Uh, anything else to say about Tyson the Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs? Is it okay to call him Teed? Can we call him Teed? No, I don't like that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I like I like to call bands exactly how they're like spelt out. No, you, know, like, you, no. you pronounce things badly all the time. No, I like yeah, I know, but like people who say Mastercraft instead of M S T R K R F T that make that that I don't like that. And you don't say subtract, you say S B T R K T. Yeah, yeah, it's because like, it's not it's not like I look at the name and it says S B T R K T, so. One can only assume that it's that's that. what that's what he intended. Yeah. Well, there you go. Wise words from Mr. Eric Berg. What else is in the news this week? Uh, Kanye West Good Fridays are coming back. Are you interested in that at all? I am. Um, last the last round of good of Good Friday singles were really really good. Um, quite good. That's kind of how I got on my Pusha T kick last year. Um. So yeah, I'm excited for that. And um, Pusha push T's on the first one, Mercy, come back. It's going to have Big Sean, Pusha T, 2 Chains, and of course Kanye. Yeah, 2 Chains. 2 Chains is my favorite. Oh uh, yeah, who tell us about 2 Chains? Um he's one chain's brother. <laughs> and one chain's was killed in a tragic car accident. I had I, I I heard that cover up was actually that was actually car accident was actually a cover up. There were two guys called One Chains, and the One Chains ate the other One Chains and became Two Chains. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Whoops! <laughs> Sorry for the poor reporting on our end. No, I know yeah. nothing about Two Chains, but I'm excited to hear this song. Uh, hopefully, yeah. it's good. it's going to be out in three hours and fifteen minutes. We should like wait. Well, we just pump. We just, we just posted something about Kanye and the song. Kanye, Kanye got in trouble with Peter. No, here's Mercy. It's right here. It's a radio rip. Oh, really? Yeah, you want me to play it? I bet it's real good. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, Phil posted it. Oh, no, it'll get all echoey and stupid. We can't do that. I'll put it in the podcast. Well, it is what we been on the moon, and I'm not doing our thing. It is what we been on the moon, and I'm not doing our thing. It is what we been come to the mic sound with the transplant sound. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, yo chick she so thirsty I'm in that 2C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, yo chick she so thirsty I'm in that 2C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk Did you read that? Wayne yeah. Did you? Oh Wayne, Wayne, tell me about, uh, tell me about doing acid with Kesha It's so stupid though, because it's so It's so awesome, I told her not to do it yeah, like, the, the tagline on the Pitchfork thing is, oh, 
Kesha was on 10 hits of acid when she recorded this song. Read the interview. Oh, no, she wasn't actually on 10 hits of acid. She was just acting like she was on 10 hits of acid. God damn it. And that's our weekly Larry Fitzmaurice report. <laughs> a weekly pitchfork report. God. Um, um, there's a bunch of Black Moth Super Rainbow stuff going on this week. That exciting? I heard slash for slash for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's super exciting for me. I love them. You were were you bummed when they canceled their album? What he it, their album's still on. Like I it, mean, they've it, been like retooling it for a while. Yeah, but they had it all done and then they decided to not release it and go back and retool it, right? Eh, it's okay. They release enough weird demos and Tobacco does enough side stuff like that Demon Queen. He's doing like this Demon Queen is the name of like his side project with another guy and that's really good too so there's enough bmsr related things going on that i can wait cool and i mean like if a band's just willing to be like yeah fuck it and like not even release it it's probably not that good anyway you know yeah that's very true but uh i don't know anything about black moth super rainbow so you're carrying the conversation here Oh, well, why don't you listen to them? Why haven't Why haven't you listened to them? Because they have a stupid name. They do have a stupid name. Um, I don't disagree with that. But they're really unique sounding and awesome. And I like their music. They're, like, affili- no- they're affiliated with the Flaming Lips. I thought you hated everything to do with the Flaming Lips. What? No, I said I like the Flaming Lips and Neon Indian thing. And I don't like either of those two separately. Interesting. Uh, did you listen to the Dark Side of the Moon cover album? Oh god, no. <laughs> but I thought you were a big BMSR fan. That's a thing? No, I didn't know. Their catalog is is crazy, to say the least, so... Wow. Are they bringing out stuff for records today? Um, they have in the past, but I don't know if they are this year. I'm not sure, man. How's your uh, record store day feature coming along good yeah good i have um i have all the ones picked out that i'm gonna write about and then i have some little things jotted down but it's gonna turn out really awesome per usual this is the first time how can it be per usual this is the second year shithead you did it last year yeah i did it last year (laughs) i don't remember that yeah i did it last year last year was really good can't have been that good. I don't remember it. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, that'll go up Monday. That'll probably go up the week of Record Store Day. So, like, Monday the 16th or the 17th. If you're interested in Record Store Day things. Which you should be if you're listening to this podcast. Because Record Store Day is awesome. Even though I like... I wish they released more albums. Or, like, you know, 12 inches than 7 inches. There's a lot of 12 inches. Rob, I need a hookup in the UK for for some stuff because they have they probably have a better lineup than we do. Really? What do they have that we don't have in the US? Um, too many DJs. Record. Uh huh. You can't. Uh, get- um, um, hold on, I'm trying to find my list. I don't know where it is anymore. Oh, I have my list. Hold on. It's in my. It's in my backpack. Okay. UK has um, a Jay Dilla, a Jay Dilla seven inch. 
hot chip 12 inch a beatles box set um a sebastian 12 inch box set um and that's 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 about it how come the uk gets the jay dilla thing i know that's what i thought was really weird too there's only 225 copies of it that's pretty nuts what's on it it's uh think twice and i'm not sure what the b-side is interesting you'd like to get your hands on that one um the jay dylan one would be cool it'll probably go for way more than it really should like on the secondhand market because like jay dilla collectors and are fucking nuts i mean god bless him for it he's i love jay dilla but a lot of his a lot of his collectible stuff isn't worth collecting because it's just unaffordable and the two minute DJs thing will probably be expensive. It'll probably be like fifty bucks for that, but it might be worth it if I can find it. Awesome. There's probably some of that stuff up on eBay already, and then I'm sure in a week here we'll get some sad sob story about how record labels and blah 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 blah. All these people promising one thing and then they post it online and fuck them. They're not carrying our shit next year because we went through that last year. We did. I didn't hear about any of that. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff where, like, I, I, well, not a bunch of stuff. I mean, it, it seemed like a bunch of stuff because a lot of sites posted about it. But there were a couple stores that listed a bunch of their merchandise online early and, you know, did that sort of thing. So they ended up making, like, more money than they should have on it. And then, like, Record Store Day was like, oh, well, you're never carrying our stuff again and all that nonsense. How un fortunate well yep. hopefully that doesn't happen at record store day this year i'll be at coachella for record yep. store day this year which will be that's fun. okay they have they they have a bunch of stuff there yeah they have a, whole, have a whole tent i went in 2010 bought some stuff oh you spread. did yep got that uh reissue of the first rem ep on blue vinyl first rem ep yep they reissued it for records today in blue vinyl which is cool you, so you mean rem Yes, I mean REM. No, but it has, <laughs> it has dots in it, so you should be like R.E.M or something. Dot. I'm not that literal. I think I think you I think you're selling out, man. What happens to you? <laughs> you're right, I'm a total sellout. It's all about it's just all about that money, man. You're just jealous. You're just jealous I'm getting that paper. <laughs> um Let me test you. How much do you know about Black Moth Super Rainbow? Uh, dude, their history is is a crazy, crazy one, but I'll try my best. It's not about the history. I just saw this random thing on their Wikipedia page. What does Wikipedia <laughs> list as their three most notable instruments? Um, The vocoder. Yes. The synthesizer. No. Oh, I definitely know vocoder, but I don't know the other two. The Rhodes piano and the, oh, okay. no- the Novatron. What's the no? I think a Novatron. I think I went on that ride once at the local carnival. <laughs> Sounds like that, right? It's an electromechanical polyphonic tape replay keyboard originally developed in and built in Birmingham, England, in the early 1960s. So there you go. Oh no, that's the Mellotron. But the Novatron tells you to take it to the Mellotron. So I guess they're basically the same thing. How many tickets does it take to ride the Mellotron? <laughs> I don't know, man. How many tickets does it t- take to ride the Mellotron? All right, what else happens? <laughs> uh, Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks is getting developed into a movie. Next. Um, 
and not much else happened this week, to be honest. What? That's it, huh? Yeah. I guess there's been some hip-hop news. The game released a new mixtape. I haven't listened to it. Uh, is releasing a new scientifically inspired album this year. Because oh, Jizza or Jigga? Jizza, Jizza, man. Come on, Jigga doesn't care about science. Jigga's got his, his girl to look after. He's got his baby to look after. Yeah, yeah tell me about Jizza. Yeah, tell me about tell me about the Wu-Tang affiliated Jizza. Well, Jizza's been doing uh, talks at, like, universities and stuff, right? Yeah, uh, you know, like Little B. Very inspirational people. <laughs> yeah, uh... Well, Jizz has been saying for a while that Liquid Swords 2 is going to come out, but that doesn't seem to be happening, and instead he's releasing an album called Dark Matter that is, he says he had several different concepts and ideas in his head. It's just the journey of the universe, dark matter, dark energy, a beautiful journey involving planets, black holes, and comets. There you go. Well, that's a thing. And he uh, he did a talk at MIT. Yeah, I saw the stuff about him at MIT, and that's kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. There hasn't been a good solo Wu-Tang album in a long time. Only, um, only built for Cuban Links 2 is probably the last one. Well, it's probably... Well, is that technically a solo album? No, it's two people. Well, I guess. I mean, it's basically a credit to Raekwon. Yeah. Yeah. Why we think it should be Rake one guy's face? No, I, I don't. I don't know. I just it's not really a solo album. I don't really care who it's credited to. I mean, I know that those two don't have like a name, you know, like a group name together, but it's a very two-person record. Uh, Purity Rig signed to Four AD and announced. Oh, next. But it's, isn't it crazy how Four AD is getting all these major hype off this like crime? Yeah, Four AD is just on the. They're just yeah. They're just eating up the hype, hype acts. Yep. And nobody will give two shits about their bands in like two months is all it means. It's great now. You know, it seems like a great little great little signing until it's a week after the record came out. People still care about that uh, that Grimes record. Yeah, people do, which really surprises me because I liked that album more before it came out than I have in recent in recent times. Oh, hey, you know what? Did you hear that new Liars track? No, I don't listen to Liars. You don't listen to Liars, ever? Oh, my mom told me not to. <laughs> well, the new Liars track is interesting. It's like electronic kraut, and it's from their upcoming album called Wish You. How would you spell Wish You, Eric? Wish You? Yes, that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. W-I-S-H-U. No, W-I-X-I-W. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> that is the name of the new... Liars album that is coming out on June 5th and you can hear the album, the first song from number one against the rush now if you go to our site or probably every other site because everyone loves liars or just go to their Facebook page or the SoundCloud or their official site 
They should just type, type liars. W-I-X-I-W-I. Don't go to my blog. If you go to my blog, there's definitely not a liars track there. <laughs> Alright, that's what happened in, in... Oh, Dirty Projectors announced a new album. There's a lot of new album announcements this week. Oh yeah, by the way, don't listen to the new Dirty Projectors song either. Did you I'll make you not excited for the album. You didn't, you didn't like it? No, and I love them. I'm wearing a Dirty Projectors shirt right now, actually. I think you should tear it off. You just offended them. That's like a sin to offend the band whose shirt you're wearing. No, I just said I don't like their new song. They have lots of songs I don't like, but I love them. Interesting. How is that possible? I guess that's possible. Because their like, first three records, when it was just David Longstreth, were super hit or miss. But are you still excited for the new album, Swing Low Magellan, which is coming out July 10th? Yeah, I mean... You know, shout out to Magellan, finally getting his due. <laughs> Dirty Projectors album. Swing low, Magellan, swing low. <laughs> swing low, Sweet Chariot. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the album. I mean, of course, but the first song wasn't encouraging, that's all. I thought it was kind of okay, but I'm not... But I guess, yeah. I mean, some people liked it, I guess. Um, you know, Pitchfork gave it best new, best new track or whatever. So. Of course they did. Well, I don't know. They don't, I mean... They kind of give it to a lot of stuff nowadays, but still, I mean... Alright, that's everything that happened this week. Is this the part where we talk about what we've been listening to now? Yeah, what have you been listening to, Rob? Wait, I haven't prepared for this. Just go on Last FM and see like your most played, and then read them. Hold on, some music just started playing in my head and I can't figure out where it's coming from. Fuck, where is that coming from? Fuck! Playing in your house? No, in my headphones. Oh, I thought you meant oh. like in your head, and then I thought I heard you wrong. It's a fucking commercial on our website. Of course it is. Fucking stupid website. Uh, alright. Go, go to beatsperminute.com. But if I if I go to Last FM and look at what I've been listening to this week, it's all stuff that's out in a month, like the new Reptar album, the new Santa Gold album. Have you been listening? Have you listened to either of those? Um, you gave me the Reptar album. And I promptly downloaded it. And, uh, yeah. And I don't like Santa Gold, so I haven't listened to that. You idiot. Actually, I listened to a couple songs on that Reptar album. And they weren't as bad as that one you played in in that turntable session. That one I played in the turntable session is amazing, and so are all the other tracks. Anyway, that's that's in a mu- that's coming out in a month. Reptile, Body Force, it May first. Don't miss it. It's gonna be amazing. Hi guys, Rob here. Hope you're enjoying this riveting two-man podcast. Don't worry, it's about to get a lot more interesting in the second half. I just had to interrupt here to apologize. This is the part where Eric and I talked about what we've been listening to this week, but unfortunately, I managed not to record it. Uh, to give you a potted summary of what we talked about, Eric said he'd been enjoying the new AU record, both lights and how it's a hyperactive, broken social scene kind of sound. So if that sounds interesting to you. You should check it out. I talked about the new Lotus Plaza album, Lotus Plaza, aka Locket Punt, aka the deer, the guitarist from Deer Hunter. Uh, if you like the songs like Desire Lines and Fountain Stairs of House in Digest, then you might enjoy. This new album, Spooky Action at a Distance, but overall, it's not that amazing. It's uh, it's easy to enjoy. Uh, if you want something easy to listen to, then check it out. 
Uh, and now on to the second half of the podcast where we got a little bored and invited on some random people. I hope you like it. Welcome to part two of the BPM cast for April 5th. Um, we took a little break. We we dished about we dished on some hot industry scoops, but we're back again. Um, this time with Christopher R. Bozeman. The Hello, boss man. <laughs> the the correct pronunciation is a boss man. That's a, that's actually literally true. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, and then there's also we also have Sam Rutherford, aka MC White Noise, on hey. on the Twitters. <laughs> but Sorry. MC stands for middle class yeah. white noise. He's not actually MC. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a I'm not a rapper. Yeah, well, I said his Twitter be. handle, Rob. But so. that's that's a pretty good name for an MC. Is MC White Noise? If I become an MC, can I steal that? The, Only if no, you use like, a Z instead of an S. Oh yeah, totally. Then I don't even there have to go. have your permission. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even theft at that point. <laughs> so guys, this <laughs> new Kanye West track just dropped. Mercy, a few hours early, came out on the radio. What do you think? I I've listened to it a few <laughs> times now. I'm gonna tell you straight. I think it sounds like a Waka Flocka song. Like I don't know what it is about that beat, but it's just it's totally like Flockavelli type shit. I don't know the 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 track that dropped yesterday from Kanye, uh, Theraflu, had kind of a similar attitude to it as well, where it's like a lot harder than. Obviously, a lot harder than my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but also a lot harder than even Watch the Throne. Um, I don't know. Is it like I'm wondering? Is this Kanye's new direction? And if so, can he not do that? Well, uh, the the, <laughs> the first single to come out from the Jay Z and Kanye album was uh, Ham, and every and that was like a pretty you know. Uh, That's true. And then everyone hated that, and there was, that back was terrible. Clash. I thought. And yeah, it was terrible. And so if there's backlash against this one, maybe he'll listen again and be like, oh, this is just a bonus track. But I mean, it's a good Friday track anyway. So Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Ham is like, even though everybody seemed to hate it, like still everybody now says I'm about to go ham on blank. It's, like, such, a, became... it's such a good phrase, though. I'm about to go ham. <laughs> Come on. How could you not think that? It is. It, is there anything in Mercy? Has... Like, I, I, I've only What's got that? 30 seconds into it, so... Uh, is there like anything in Mercy that has that um like push? No, not that there's there's nothing as as uh, uh unrelentingly charismatic as I'm about to go ham. Yeah. Um, I'm about to go Mercy. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm about well, to give Mercy. Well, everyone's everyone's gonna start calling it La- Lamborghini Mercilago's Mercy now. I'm just gonna call it Mercy. <laughs> yeah, everybody, all the people uh. that own this, all the people we know that have Lamborghinis. Yeah, hop up in my in my. Do they still make MTV cribs? Oh God, I, I hope not. I don't know. I hope. Damon uh, Albert's still receiving. We're gonna be running people. <laughs> the the best MTV cribs, by the way, hands down, was like uh, Method Man and Red Man's because it was like totally in the ghetto in this <laughs> little ass house with fifteen million people all sipping purple drink. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> the one with the guys, the one with the guys from Alien Ant Farm was like that as well. Just like super <laughs> super ordinary suburban house was like having a barbecue or something with like a paddle, like a blow up <laughs> pool. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. 
I wonder when they're shooting that. Like, are they shooting that thinking, dear God, are they really going to put this on TV? <laughs> exactly. Like, I would have gotten there. I would have gotten to Method Man and Red Man's and been like, I'm out. I'm out. There's, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had a, a Portland version of that. It wasn't called MTV Cribs. Like, some Portland company made it, and they did Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse House, and it was pretty awesome, actually. I can't remember what it was called. But if I hang you, out there every day just waiting for him to come out. <laughs> if you can if you can find it, it's worth checking oh. out. He he's a weird dude. He's got a lot of weird stuff in his house. Are there are there yeah. like star maps? Are there like indie star maps in Portland? <laughs> there should be. <laughs> there should no. be. Like how like there you could do an entire somebody should do that feature, by the way. Star, like indie star houses of Portland. They just go to all these houses and talk about what they look like from the outside. Yeah, I mean and, like Try to get to them, like ring on the doorbell and shit. All you have to do is find Carrie Brownstein, get her drunk, and get her to write them all down because she knows everyone. <laughs> and then you're good, you know. Go around, take take a picture of each of them, put them all in a book, boom. Sell them, t- sell them ten bucks a pop, you're done. You're good. All right, yeah, you get, I'll do you it. You get ad space on Pitchfork for that. You get ad space on Pitchfork for that for sure. Definitely. How much? How much do they charge for ad space on Pitchfork? <laughs> I, who knows? I bet it's who a lot. He, <laughs> that's enough they 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 were able to start a festival on ad space so yeah that tells you right there that's very true so, yeah there's no map of the stars for portland guys i feel like it's a really untapped market yeah the whole thing needs to be filled definitely oh. <laughs> uh so out of the two kanye tracks going back to music uh i like theraflu a lot more to be honest yes agreed uh, Are there dissenting opinions here? <laughs> I don't think the others have listened to it. <laughs> I, I no, I haven't. Um, I've kind of ha- fallen off the Kanye list. So what have you been money. listening, Sam? What have you been listening to this week? Um, I just listened to the Kishibashi album. Oh, it's great, right? I love that. It's good. He was my favorite. Yeah, he was my favorite actor. Really. jealous that you got to see them yeah. i've only listened to it once though so i can't really talk that much about it it's a great pop album yeah like it has a bunch of songs that he released before that are still great to listen to and the new ones are like they're inventive like normally when you get an artist that releases like a really strong ep you always kind of get like those ep songs on the album and then the other ones yeah always like, kind of like the EP they don't feel as strong yeah, I know what you mean. I, I really liked everything on the Kishibashi album, yeah. though. It's really fun, and it's not that long. I wish I could talk more. Nine out, nine seconds. No, it's not. Five minutes. Um, I said, we talked about this, him a little bit, uh, a couple weeks ago after I came back from South by Southwest, and I just have to encourage everyone who has the opportunity to go see him live to do so, because uh, as, as inventive as the album is, like seeing him build up those songs live, it's just amazing. It's awesome to witness. And uh, he's currently on tour with Love Montreal, I think, playing guitar with them, playing violin with them, and I think opening. I'm not sure. 
who's more essential? Who's more essential to listen to this week, Rob? Kishibashi or Aw? Uh... Kishibashi. God, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I regard everything I said in the first half. Why, why is the album called One Five One Eight? Do you know? Anyone? I have no idea. Seems like a like a really it's a weird name. Boring name for an album that's so like inventive. Maybe it's. Maybe it's related to a timestamp or something. Maybe just... it just—it just sounds like you know. Here's question 151, part A of your final exam from college. <laughs> I would expect it to be Dude, like I... a drone album. Which one? With that title. I would expect it to be like a drone album. Yeah, exactly, something like that. Tim Hecker presents. Yeah, if it was a Tim Hecker album, 151A would be perfect. <laughs> Jesus. It would be all. It would be all samples recorded from from empty room, uh, like hotel rooms, 151A. <laughs> Around the world, everywhere he goes on tour. Exactly. He he pre requests 151A. <laughs> but I don't know and how. They're like we. We don't we just have, have a 151, <laughs> sir. We just <laughs> throw an A on the door. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or he, he has to go to apartment buildings. Yeah, he just goes around to random apartment buildings. He's like, "Can I record a song in your house, please?" And yeah. there's no, there's no <laughs> instruments here. You don't have any instruments. I just want to record the the room empty. Yeah, I'll bang on the window and and record the resonance. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, why don't you go outside and just yell to me? And I'll try to get some of that. I'll try to record what's funny, some of What's funny is that this sounds twice as exciting as a new grouper album. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it actually does, because grouper is super boring. Dude, living in Portland is the worst. Everybody thinks grouper is some sort of god. What a... You know who the, the, the Midwest equivalent of grouper is? Guster. Yeah, Guster! Like... <laughs> oh, does oh. anybody else remember Guster? I do a lot. I still run into people that have Guster bumper stickers, and I'm like, I I cannot take you seriously as an adult. Because I just yeah. know that that was the person that like they were in college and they had dreadlocks and they had a poster of Bob Marley and they didn't actually smoke weed, but they really liked Guster. That that was the like that was those people. <laughs> what about what about? What about meat puppets? But people actually like meat puppets. I just don't like the meat puppets. I don't. I don't care enough about the meat puppets. But that's that's really a very honest. Midwesty thing. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I don't know why is it that some certain music gets more like play in the Midwest. Like there's definitely a well, they're from they're sort... from there. That's why it's a regional thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's a sound to it too. Like, Bony Vare makes way more sense to people from the Midwest. I feel like. Yeah. Am I crazy? He's a sellout. He might as well be from Hollywood. No. What? No. Go back to Hollywood, Bony Vare. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear. Uh, Chris, what have you been listening to? The big thing that I've been listening to this past week is uh uh the cold specs record um well just the cold specs singles that have come out we fell from a dying tree 
Uh, Cold Specs is this uh, woman from Canada who moved to London and is like collaborating with uh, Jim Anderson, who's done work with Los Campesinos, and Rob Ellis, who's worked with like PJ Harvey. Um, and she does this like crazy, awesome, like depressing Southern soul stuff that I don't know. just hits, it hits all the right melancholy buttons for me. Uh, the two songs that are out right now are Holland and winter solstice. And I just love both of those songs to death. They're, they're Did like, just get released. Um, like within the past month they've been released. Um, okay. Cause I've had that I, on Spotify. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah, do people I, th- put I think on, on Spotify. I don't get how this works. Spotify. I don't, is I don't it's... know because I've like that that Katya album, Katya, 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 right? The, yeah, somebody that I used to know album. That was on Spotify for like six months, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, the album's coming out, and I'd been listening to it for six months, and it was. I, I don't understand how like their dates are always messed up. Well, no, really okay, well, the, the, the Got You one was it because it was released in Australia, like, way before it was released over here. This is Australia. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But, like, Weird that also I could Spotify, listen to that in the US. Spotify doesn't have mixtapes on it, which seems so counterintuitive. Like, why wouldn't <laughs> people, like, release their mixtapes right to Spotify? Because you're giving it away already. So why not get, like, a little bit of kickback from it? I know people make like I know artists actually only make like seven cents a record, like per year from Spotify. But like if you're giving away a mixtape, that's still better than what you'd be getting just giving it away for a free download. Well, I think it's hard because a lot of stuff has to clear. A lot of people release the mixtapes because they can't get samples cleared, so they can't sell it. So I think if they put it on Spotify, they'd end up getting sued. Yeah, basically. That makes sense. That. I didn't think about that. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm eating chips. Not all of them. Legality. Not all of them sample. I'm just saying a lot of them do. Yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying, and it's something that I didn't honestly didn't think about. It's just like I want to listen to the Action Bronson record in my car from my phone, but I I can't do it because it's not on Spotify. You know, you can just drag and drop the MP3s, right? MP3s? Question mark. God. <laughs> get off! Get off! You're off! Get off the podcast! That's what we should do, Eric. We should have. We should just get three random people on, and then we kick them off once they piss us off. And bring on the bring on the next guy. I feel like that's a good idea. <laughs> I just Play I have game too, show. too many apps. I have too many apps on my phone. I don't have any room for. <laughs> oh, first world, first world problem. I have a I have a I have an Evo four G, which is like three like three years old model at this point. No, it's like four no it's not because I have the Evo four G. <laughs> okay. Oh. But it like is first it like... dropped in like two thousand nine. Yeah, in like December. Wait, 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 wait. Do we use the, the, the dropped to talk about phones now. Yeah, the phone dropped. <laughs> Yo, the new phone dropped. <laughs> people, I mean, did, did, Rob, pretty sure that Apple, the people use that about Apple, don't they? Like, whenever the, the new iPhone's gonna drop May sixteenth or whatever. 
Rob, people people, say that. people like gadgets and they uh they they do they do drop. Well, That's a thing people write about. Anything can drop, really. I hope they don't drop their phone too much because it'll break. Yeah, the I hunt. see what you did there, Rob. Uh. I see what you did there. <laughs> That's something I have to worry about all the time. I drop my shit everywhere. You know what else is one other track yeah. I listened to uh, just the other day that was awesome was the uh the new XXXY track. This this can't be love or I know this can't be love or something like that. Can't be It's just like it's insanely listenable. It's a great, great track, and I recommend everybody check it out. Post haste. Okay. I don't think we, we didn't post that, did we? Art? I don't think we did. Fuck it, man. I don't. I didn't post it. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I heard the XXXY EP that he released, released what was it, last year. I think. Which one was that? Was like I, I never listened to it. The, the whole EP that he released earlier, but it was a good. Yeah, it's called Every Step Forward, and it is pretty good, yeah. Check I'll it out. Check it out. <laughs> I well, speaking of bands that are, like, letters, have you guys listened to the new JJ? The new song? I oh, it, yeah. I yeah. thought it was pretty good. I, I liked it. I've never, I've never really got into JJ, but I liked the song. It was a little too it was a little too white girl thug for me, which was kind of a turn off, but, yeah. Did you say yeah. white girl thug? Yeah, it's a little too Crayshon lyrically for me. White girl thug. It's like a really pretty sounding Crayshon. Dude, don't even don't even fuck with Crayshon because uh, Gucci Gucci is my jam. Is that how you say it, Crayshon? That makes so much more it's, sense. Well, it's it's Crayshon, but it's supposed to be a play on creation, like. But she still says it Crayshon because before. she's from Oakland and. She's whatever, I don't even know. <laughs> she's whatever, I don't even know. Because <laughs> she's, well, she's like trying to be thug and whatnot. And they're, has she, they're has trying she to had more up. songs since Gucci Gucci? I don't, who cares? Like, is it, does it matter? Like, that's all, that's all anybody's going to listen to. Her, her friend came out with that album, like, a she's while nasty. back. Like, the friend video. Nasty. Is it, is it actually her friend, or is it someone who's, like, dragging on her coattails after she released Gucci Gucci? No, you know that, that other girl that's in the Gucci Gucci video? Oh, uh, shit, I forgot Are we name. talking about V Nasty? Um, v -Nasty. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because she, had a, she had a joint album. Not, v Nasty had a joint album with Gucci Mane. That happened. That's what it was. That's a, that's a thing that exists. V Nasty and Gucci Mane present something that nobody listened to. Featuring Boney Bear. I think I listened to it. Featuring Boney <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? Why did you do that? It was a Beth slash Rust remix. <laughs> Why did you listen to the V Nasty Gucci Mane record? I I don't know. I think just <laughs> cultural curiosity. Like <laughs> this exists. There has to be a reason, so I listened to it. And then I still don't know why it exists. <laughs> It, there wasn't actually a reason. 
I don't think it was. Hello. I think it, I think it was just to, uh, hello. Who do we have now hello. entering the podcast? Eric, you're the host. Introduce. Hey, everybody. This is my, this is my <laughs> friend, John. Hello, John. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hello. Hello. John, what, 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 first time listener. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, nice. I've had a few beers. Uh, what brings you down to these uh, dusty parts on a Thursday evening? Um, not much. Uh, I was told was told to, to speak about music, and uh, I figured I would start off by saying uh, just listen to some James Brown. James Brown this morning walking to work and can never get over that fucking guy. Did it make, did it make you feel good? <laughs> made me feel great. It also made me realize uh, something one of my, some uh, guy that Eric would know once told me that whenever he says, uh, like one of the times when he goes like, hit me like that, he's actually talking to his band and assessing fines for them screwing up notes. And listening to him again, I thought, holy crap, like, like three-fourths of the time, he's just, like, yelling at the band. So, <laughs> Wait, is that a pool shot in the background? Who the hell is playing pool? Ben's playing pool. Uh, interesting side note, we actually traded Eric for this pool table. Yeah, so, that is actually true. I was once traded for a pool table. Story. Yeah. <laughs> was it, was, was it a, a mutually beneficial transaction? Yeah, I think Eric, we, I think we, we stole the pool. Like I, I don't think, I don't think Eric came out ahead, ahead of that. <laughs> we just destroyed him. That was, uh, I mean, that's like the uh, Herschel Walker trade, Eric. Yeah, it's like the Herschel Walker <laughs> trade. Probably Vikings fans out there. Oh God, there so are I, no, there's no such thing as Vikings fans. Oh, not, stop it. That's not true. Wait till they move <laughs> to LA. <laughs> I I see. I'm originally from Wisconsin, so diehard Packers fan here. Um, oh. and I live in Minnesota, so I I the That's whole the Vikings the whole Vikings Packers thing becomes up a lot in my day to day life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's. That's something that like you grow up with when you're like five, and like someone's like, "I like this, I like, I like the Packers, I like the Vikings. Let's just be the dinosaurs." Because everybody <laughs> loves that. Let's just be the Pokemon. We're Team Pokemon. There's no yeah. Packers, no Vikings. Well, the Team Pokemon. That's a little. That's you. a little later. That was before my time. <laughs> before your time? Yeah. Pokemon was before. When I was a kid, Pokemon didn't exist. Wait, how old are you? I'm 25. So what I'm saying is, when I was a kid... I'm I'm 24, and I was well into Pokemon. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's a cutoff right there. Yeah, Rob actually actually cosplays as as Ash Ketchum sometimes. Yes, 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 I do. I have been known to do that. See, I'm of the age where, if I was going to cosplay as anybody, it would be uh, Squall Leonhardt. Who? From Final Fantasy VIII. I know that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I got that too, but... I'm kind of glad I did. Right now, I'm actually cosplaying as Eric. I haven't shaved in a while. And... <laughs> Why is it called cosplay? Like, like... Why is it called cosplay? We're going to look this... I'm going to Wikipedia this shit Costume right play. now. Costume play. Oh, that's, I don't that's know way too easy. That, but... 
It is. That's what it is. Um, I, I wanted it to be something more esoteric and Japanese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. How disappointing. <laughs> so, going back to music, John, have you listened to any, anything <laughs> modern th- this week? This um, month? I don't know. It's funny. The more I, I'm gonna sound like an old guy. The more I get older, the more whatever. I just find myself listening to fucking old music, and I don't know. It's weird because it's like, ever everybody. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the current in Minnesota. Um, I'm yep. sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're always talking about like new music, like new music, whatever. And when that came to Minneapolis, it was a big thing because it was like, oh my god, now everybody can get the new, you know, the new stuff was getting out, local music, stuff nobody ever heard of before. And it's funny because like I think about it, like it's like you can have new music and then you can have the old stuff that you've never discovered or never really heard of, or you get something on vinyl. And it's almost like you can go two ways, which is like new music or something from like the forties or some weird jazz track that you've never heard before. And no one, you know, has ever heard before. And it's, I mean, it is new obviously, but, um, to get back to your question, uh, neon Indian I've been listening to, um, Mr. What was that thing you sent me, Eric? What? Uh, um, it's mis- it, the, you, I asked you for uh, uh, recommendations. Yeah, and it was oh god, Mr. M by Lamb Chop. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, that's there right. I did tell you it was Lamb Chop. That's a good album. funny because i like turned it on i was like i was like oh what is eric seeing this but like not i hadn't even heard anything it was just like someone gives you music and you're instantly a skeptic of that you know you i when someone gives you music you think well why did they listen to this or like i know you know why they recommended this but as soon as i heard it i was like wow this is really good and uh i was glad you recommended it chief that album took me a couple of listens to get into. I found it pretty boring the first couple of times, but it's very subtle in its. Uh... Yeah, I sat down and and that's something I usually don't do, and I know a lot of people do this, but I sat down and listened like the whole thing right away, right after I downloaded it. So, I don't know if that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. How sometimes it's, you get two songs in, and you're like, I'm on to something else. Yeah. yeah but... Sometimes I haven't go. had the time to to digest that record. I've tried. I've like listened through it a couple of times, but it's mostly been like in the background and uh, not really. It, do, it doesn't fare well in the background. It's got to be in the right. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of just drifts off. Yeah, it's a good like driving record because you know you're not doing anything. There else. you go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give that a try. Listening to it while I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth a try. Yeah, it's worth a try. I've listened to I... it driving. I like the first now. song a lot. What I mean, mm-hmm. th- don't know, don't know what the fuck they talk about is a great is like all time great opening lines. Like it's got to be in the conversation <laughs> at least. Yeah. yeah, that caught me off guard because I had no idea what to expect from it. I was kind of like John, like you know Zach from We Listen for You is like hyping it up, and I was like, all right, all right, all right, you know I'll I'll hear this record. And Pitchfork gave it new music and everything too. 
And, like, that was the first line, and I was kind of just like, whoa. You know, because it's, it's, it's kind of, like, in stark contrast to the music itself, you know, which is kind of more laid back and very subtle. So. Uh-huh. Loungy. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I feel like uh, this is the, the introduction to Lamb Chop for, like, most people. Uh, yeah. Most people I've talked to about this record haven't Definitely listened to anything else by them. I've never listened to anything else by them. This is, no. like, their, their ninth record. It's strange how it's uh, been so picked up. Yeah, some things guess... just, like... There's some Ninth bands Lamb like Chop. that, though. Like, uh, uh, who... Uh, who was like that for me in like the early 2000s? Built to Spill was like that for me for a long time. Yeah. Where it was just like a band that I, I heard so much about, and like I heard so much about them that I almost felt like I didn't need to listen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people are going through that at the moment with Spiritualized, like with their new record coming out. Everyone's like, oh, I should go check them out. They always get talked about. It's like it's like yeah. bands that bring out records every like four years or something like that. I'm gonna sound off on an unpopular opinion. I'm not. Re- I don't really like, ladies and gentlemen. We are floating in space. Get out of the podcast. You've already been kicked <laughs> out once. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just like I don't dislike it. It's just like it never really grabbed me in any significant way. And yeah. I don't know if that's because I was coming to it like out like outside of its particular generation. Like I'm a little bit younger than the people who would have been listening to it. Uh, when it came out, but it just never it's really. It's timeless, man. It doesn't matter. Have you ever? You gotta sit back and listen to it on full blast, like on speaker. Do I need to listen to it on acid? Is that what I need to do? Uh, you need to listen means, to it on full, That's what full blast is. <laughs> this is full blast. <laughs> this is you if you're not listening you to music on acid, you you're listening with two of your ears instead of all three. <laughs> <laughs> not using the inner ear, man. Yeah. You, you've got me. I need to... No, but, but Chris, I mean, I'm, I'm younger. You know, I was, I was way too young to listen to that album when it was like, when it was a thing, when it was the daily hotness. But um, <laughs> daily hotness. <laughs> I, I've since gotten into it and quite appreciated it. Like it's, I understand how it wouldn't grab you, and I understand why some people don't like it. But I would give it another shot because it's really good. It it might have also been because I was I started I listened to that record, uh, Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space, around the same time when I first heard Loveless, and Loveless like just blew me away, oh. and uh, like Ladies and Gentlemen just seemed like timid in comparison. Yeah. So that might also have been part of it. Ladies and Gentlemen is not timid once you get to know it. It's not as obviously it's not as in your face <laughs> as Loveless, but I mean. Wait, are we talking about the album Loveless? Yeah, what else are yeah. we talking about? I didn't know if there was a song Loveless that I wasn't picking up or something. No, there's, no, no, only, the there's only one Loveless, Eric. <laughs> Get the your mind right, Eric. Record. If Get anyone ever named right. anything Loveless ever again, it would be instantly forgotten because it would be crushed under the weight of My Bloody Valentine's Loveless. So. There's a play... Jet, Jet are going to come back and release a reunion uh, called Loveless. Jet? <laughs> There's a play that has a, that has a minor plot point in Final Fantasy VII called Loveless, and oh, I've but... always wondered if it's a reference to My Bloody Valentine. Wait, it's a play within the video game Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy... Yes, you like, think the but... Japanese? But you think the Japanese are are listening to Loveless? Well, they, somebody did an English translation. Like somebody well... in America took hold of the the script, and we're like, hey, there's a play here. We can name it whatever the fuck we want. Um, but 
uh, what is it? Is it, um, what's that maybe the Scarlet Giant? Is the play about not having love? Lost in Translation? Like that would be an yeah, yeah. Place. Lost in Translation. That's set in Tokyo, right? You mean the movie with Scarlett yeah. Johansson's ass? Right, yeah. Eric? <laughs> You're with me. <laughs> you know what's up. But, yeah, but that, that movie... She plays set... a minor role. <laughs> that, movie's, uh, that movie's set in Tokyo, and a lot of the... A lot of the soundtrack is like hard shoegaze, like My Bloody Valentine and uh, Jesus and Mary Chain, and it works really well. So maybe Japanese people do listen to uh, My Bloody Valentine because it goes so well with their surroundings. You never know. <laughs> we need to get some Japanese people up in this podcast to ask them about Loveless and their opinions of that record. <laughs> <laughs> well, My roommate's Japanese, but he doesn't listen to music. But he doesn't listen so. to any music. <laughs> no, he listens to techno. Does he listen to J-pop? Which because that makes him cool. No. Oh, no, no, God. J-pop's not cool anymore. I know people K-pop to J-pop. is what's cool. K-pop is the new thing. Oh, I, I listen to a K-pop album this week. Tell me about your K-pop, why. Sam. Sam, tell me about K-pop. Um, it was during April Fools. It so was like I somehow just... landed on the Wikipedia page for a K-pop album, and I was like, I'll listen to this. It was really poppy. <laughs> what? Really was, was this before or after your Sea Punk album escapades? <laughs> oh, Sea Punk. Wait, there was Sea Punk is is not just a meme. I'm confused. <laughs> I think Which it's are... a meme that's since become an actual thing because okay. people don't realize they're getting trolled. But it's something you're like that's half, Tumblr, right? That's half the reason the internet exists is that people don't realize they're getting trolled. <laughs> there's, I heard there's going to be a sweet C-Punk show at 285 Kent this weekend. Everybody should go. <laughs> but yeah, if you're a new band and you're hearing about C-Punk and you're about to release your new record, you might as well just say, oh, it's C-Punk, and then you just throw it into that swirling <laughs> mass of people talking about C-Punk. It gets swept up in it, it gets picked up, and it's like, oh, C-Punk, the amazing new thing. And like, what band could explode just because you called it C-Punk? Also, don't go to 285 Kent this weekend. You'll probably just run into Todd P. jerking off with sandpaper. <laughs> while, while he plays the new real estate album. I don't know who Todd P. is, but he sounds like a disturbed man. And he, has good taste hope... in, he has good taste in music, though, because I love that real estate album. I hope it's not a rough grade. Jeez. Oh, that would be bad. Oh, terrible. <laughs> little sandpaper humor for you. <laughs> Did you guys want to talk about that gender thing? Twins fan. About what? That gender thing? Oh yeah. Oh. You, I just realized that's the whole reason I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about gender and music. Wait. Let me let me set it up. Okay. So today, uh, long time BFM writer and for a one time guest podcaster Ray Finlayson uh, wrote. A pretty long piece about how gender affects music, which was basically a reaction piece to something that was it Mark Richardson wrote on Pitchfork. Yeah. Uh, so he wrote a reaction to that, and now Sam is here with his own reaction. What do you say about gender? And music? <laughs> um, I don't know. the The original article was interesting. I haven't I haven't read like the original original, but Pitchfork. But I I've always liked that question of like gender, and music because it's like music seems really gender infused but at the same time it's really hard to get a grasp on because yes. it's like there are some artists that are like 
I don't know. There seems to be this stereotype that girls like pop. Yes, that's very that true. I'd probably born and, from the Beatles. And that but... boys like metal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Manly music. But I don't know. It's I'll weird. Stop you when you're wrong. I'm, I'm going through. I'm going through this article now, and it's like she talks about like old pop music. Take that in this life, who have never heard of. It. They they're English, right? Yeah, he's he's from Scotland, so maybe some of the references are uh, going over your head as an American. But you get the idea, right? Yeah, it's like the the equivalent of Extra Boys and NSYNC. Yeah, and like I, I, I added that. Spice part. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I had no idea what that was. So good, good job, Rob. <laughs> good, um, e- good editing. Yeah, it's weird because he doesn't really come to a very strong conclusion. Yeah. So hard to like say. Uh, basically, like I'm, you know, like I, I, I don't know. There are certain bands like. Do you guys get this? Like, there are certain bands that are that just feel very gendered. Like for me, That's it's cool. the natural who, who feel like really male to me like i've met girls that like the national and i'm always kind of like i don't know if you get this whole yeah yeah i don't I mean, know if, why if you go to a show a national show or an Ockable river show or something like that it's like 90 percent. oh definitely the river. yeah yeah which is weird but it's it's yeah i think there, and there are some girls be, there. i think part of it might be because there are certain I don't know if this is a, a causality thing, but there are definitely certain female performers that just make way more sense to, or seem to me to make more sense to the women that I know than to the men that I know. And the two examples that I can think of off the top of my head are Fiona Apple and Adele. Don't forget Kate Bush. Uh, well, I think, well, see, I, I think Kate Bush, I don't know why, but I feel like she is not as gendered. Um, but like the, if I'm around, seriously, I've, I've done, like, I've done this before. I've talked to, to, to a number of different women that I know about the fact that I don't like, uh, 21 Adele's record front to back. Like I like a few of the singles off of it and that's it. And they, to, to a woman have gone to battle over the record 21. And I feel like the same thing sort of thing would would happen with Fiona Apple if I expressed like that I wasn't that impressed with her new songs. Like I feel like there'd be like the the women that I know would go to battle for Fiona Apple. Um and like I don't know of any men that would go to battle for Fiona Apple or Adele. I'm sure there are. But it seems like I, I there think there have been some on Twitter, definitely, that are Right. A lot of Fiona Apple fans have just like popped out of the woodwork. Yeah, now that she's back, they're back too. They're like, oh, I always love Fiona Apple. Yeah, how convenient, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. It is weird. But yeah, I, I definitely agree. There, there are definitely some artists that are like uh, very gendered. I don't know. I, I commented on the article and I gave this example of Cat Stevens' uh, Tea for the Tiller Man. I showed this to my girlfriend at the time, and like I I love the hell out of the song Father and Son, and I, I I like I played that to her and I wanted her to love it, and she listened to the album and she totally didn't she d- didn't like Father and Son at all but she loved Miles for Nowhere which if you knew her it made a lot of sense, and I I I wonder if it's less gender or just who a person is, 
Like, I'm sure it's a little bit of both because the, the, gender influences who a person is. Yeah. But by simply talking about this, very... by simply talking about this gender and music, we're simplifying it too much. We're like assuming that all women are the same and all men are the same. It's like, which is basically true. the conclusion he comes to is like there is no conclusion. Everyone's different. I mean, there are certain trends you can yeah. see inside it which, with women and men. I think that's kind of a pussy position. But this, what other position? <laughs> like, what other position can you possibly end up on? I don't know, but it seems so weak to just be like. Ah, uh, you know, everybody's different. <laughs> yeah. If I, clearly, gender does inform to a certain extent. Like, I mean, just look at all the that stories that have been going on recently in the press. Like, there have been tons of, like, the year of the woman, and there's been a lot of very gender-charged um, things, like, articles going on and responses to articles going on um, in the in the indie music sphere just within the last year. Um and actually a really interesting example who almost went the opposite way of of like the examples I used before uh, in Adele and Fiona Apple. Like the opposite example of that was Lana Del Rey, who seemed to have way more support <laughs> for men than she did for women. Am yeah, I crazy? That's, yeah, that's, that's sure. the other thing the article kind of glossed over, like the role of sex appeal and women appealing to men. Like... I, I think that's an interesting subject, and the article doesn't talk about that at all. That's true. But because, like, you, yeah, because clearly, guys, I think guys listen to certain music because, like, the person singing is sexy, or they find like I know I've had that uh, in yeah. certain situations. Like who? Uh, I don't know if I want to name any names. <laughs> All right. I'll name names. I'm trying to, I'm I trying listen, to think of, I'm trying I to listen think to Dirty by what? Christina Aguilera specifically for that video. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's, Booyah! everyone did that. <laughs> um, that's her But whole I mean, uh, Sam, uh, were the songs you were listening to, mm -hmm. were they like pop or were they like indie or what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, they were, some of them were pop, but like, you know when a girl sings and you just she's I'm trying to think of a good example, but I, I can't really. Like she sings and you're just like, oh God, that voice makes her sexy. But yeah. it's not really it's not like a visual thing. Yeah, like when I'm they sound to, like women, not like girls. Oh yeah. wow. Eric. That's a pedophile statement. Oh I told you though. Know. I totally agree. It's not like win. no, like people are like oh, listen to Tilly in the Wall because like that's a thing, and it just makes me want to fucking shoot myself. That's like, only Eric, a thing in the Midwest like, too, by the way. Yourself. Oh, Beach House. I think Beach House is an example that I think people probably listen to Beach House. Guys do. At least some do. I have. Yeah. Too many guys. Too many guys listen to Beach House. <laughs> because because it's yeah. really like oh, thing. Too many dudes yeah. listen to Beach House. No, I totally agree with that. She, she does. Sausage fest of HS shows. <laughs> she does have that kind of voice, I know, which is maybe why yeah. some people find that music good. I don't know, because I don't, I don't like Beach House personally. But I, I totally We're understand what you getting mean. into dangerous territory here. <laughs> so yeah. People only well, listen we, to Beach House because they want to bang the lead singer's voice. Like that's, <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, there's it's night time. There's one other. <laughs> There's one other interesting thing in the article, though. Like, 
He apparently emailed everybody at the BPM staff, like, yeah. what's your favorite album? And they were all by male artists. Yes. Like, what? That was weird. Yeah, that is weird. That we also, we also, we're also doing, we've, we've been called sexist before, like, on a comments on the top albums of the 1980s they're like the ratio of men to women on this is way out of proportion you guys must be sexist um, i mean we'll it, look up the billboard charts from that you're too an asshole <laughs> also we're doing we're doing we're currently putting together our best live albums feature and only one female fronted or female uh performer was in, was chosen which is also strange uh yeah, at the same really time weird. you can't like you can't it's not like you can just go in and add people that your writers didn't you know talk about yeah you can't just go and be like well no we're gonna make up a liz fair live album from 1994 <laughs> and say that that was awesome and for the record not... my 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 number one album of last year was by a female our what number one album as the site was by a female is saint vincent what was what was your number one album eric planning to rock that was your number one album? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> My number one album was Bony Bear. Uh, yeah, you guys uh, know you, fuck are yourself. Are you serious? Mine was, mine was Bony Bear. Uh, I just, like, that's, that, that's strike four. Get the fuck out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it hit all the right buttons. I don't know what to tell you. You have weird buttons. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, mine was real estate my buttons are brass is that that innuendo i don't know (laughs) all right let's leave guys all right okay get out of here peace eric thanks for coming on everybody uh you have to to do the official wrap-up i'm going to do the wrap-up everybody's talking okay i'm the boss man here not chris (laughs) jesus yes amassa all right. Oh, shut up. So, Oof. thanks for sticking around for the second half. If you did, that's cool. Um, John, think of a secret word. A secret word? Yeah, what's the secret word? Oh, you want me to... I thought you told me to think about it. You didn't tell me to say it. Just say, say the it. secret word. Francis. All right. If you get this far, you should tweet at BPM feed, Francis. Um, then we'll know that you made it. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on, um, our unexpected guest, Sam. Yep. Uh, John. Nice. (laughs) And, and Chris. Just humble to be Yep. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.